0: deserve. It is Christine Conti And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Iron Strong. <laughs> that is true. Brian's like pumping his arm. The Iron there. Strong
1: Podcast. Well Guy we, Petrozelli. Alright, well we're the two Fit Crazies <laughs> in a microphone right. podcast.
0: But we are talking to the co host of the Iron Strong podcast, Mr. Guy Petrozelli.
1: That's right. Coming to us from Chicago, he's great. Chicago area,
0: he is great. Um, you are going to hear all about. We are talking endurance training today. Multi sport. Oh, he is has such a plethora of knowledge. Of not only is he he has his pro card in multi sport. I mean, he's he's pretty impressive. Um, Triathlon,
1: duathlon, yes.
0: Yeah, and he coaches, and he's with Precision Nutrition, and he, does, he works with CrossFit. And, I mean, the list goes on, and he knows his stuff.
1: Strength training for endurance athletes. It's important, y'all.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, we could go back, like, <laughs> how many years now in this conversation we had. I got to get a
1: drum in here. I'm beating the drum. Like, like, guys.
0: Everybody, listen up. Hello.
1: And guess what else is important? Mindset. Oh, you got to work on oh, that. Mindset's important. Yeah. Mind? No, no, no. For training and endurance oh. and performance and all those things. I
0: had no idea.
1: Guess what else is important? <gasps> what? Nutrition. Get out. Holy shit! Yeah, you got to do Get all this stuff, out. right? So, uh you know, I, I, like I said in the episode, you know, it's, it's not in addition to your training. It's part of your training, right? It's all got to be there, and uh, and guy is doing it all, and he's doing it really well, and he's, um, you know, and and he's working with athletes, and they're getting stronger. Which allows them to perform better. He's getting them stronger mentally. Allows them to perform better. You know they're getting more rest.
0: Oh, and longevity. Yeah. Oh, well, by the way, if you're a healthier athlete when you're younger, you, that takes it. You know, takes it with you through the rest of your life.
1: So all good here. <sighs> you know, just uh, just someone who uh, you know, guys, somebody who's who's in the trenches. Um, You know, personally performing, you know, still uh, racing. Yeah,
0: look for him. Ten races, he said, in 2022 he's going to be doing.
1: And in the trenches working with athletes, helping them get stronger in all areas. And, uh, you know, just a really good conversation. Uh, We had a lot of fun with him. It was great that uh, uh, we can get him on. And, and, uh, you know, and and I think that you'll really enjoy this. Um, You know, I took a bunch of notes because... Look, this is for us too, right, Christine? Of course. Right?
0: We have our own degree in podcasting. <laughs> it's fantastic.
1: Exactly. So, uh, listen, uh, enjoy this one. This is a good uh, good conversation. Guy Petrozelli, uh, Iron Strong Podcast, Iron Flag CrossFit, uh, coming to you from Chicago. And I uh, hope you enjoy it. <laughs>
0: Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing?
1: I'm good. You know, we've got a great guest when the first thing he does is point out my Team Rivs hat uh-huh. and say, you know, he's a friend. Yeah. And uh, all right, we're in all the right places right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Guy Petrozelli, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We are always Fit and crazy, <laughs> little nuts. Mm-hmm. Technical difficulties
1: on the way in, but uh, like I said to you, you know, this endurance stuff that we do prepares us for all things in life.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So true. So
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's IT issues that we don't know anything about. Flying by the seat of our pants, as always.
0: Yeah. A- Let's rewind because. I cut you off before and I said, please stop talking because we're ruining sure. the show. This is what happens all the time. when we get excited with our guests when we know you're fit sure. crazies. So, you know, you're like, oh, Brian, team rivs Oh, he's a friend. Oh, Like just so happened to be a friend. Like, w- mm-hmm. how does that happen?
2: So, uh, so his brother, Jacob, um, well, Jacob and Tommy, we, we were both sponsored by the same team a few years ago and uh, it was just really cool to learn their stories and to be able to connect with them and talk with them. And, you know, I, my, my knowledge of ultra running, I mean, I do coach a couple a couple of ultra um, marathoners and they're, they're awesome people, but I've never personally experienced anything of that length. So at least they're just running. Uh, so I was enamored by their stories and the way that they approached it. And the, I think the, the mindset that they had when it came to running and just the appreciation for being able to do what they did. And so the, just the feeling of grateful, I mean, you could feel the gratefulness in, in him and you could just, you could sense that he was, I, I mean, we, we think, Oh my God, you're going to go run death Valley. That's <laughs> terrific, right. But the view was no, I'm so lucky. I get to go run death Valley. Like that's a gift that i have that, that i've been given so why would i not do that you know
1: that's that's I, that's the takeaway i get too it's like there's there's the whole rage on thing and all that but there's also yeah. like a peacefulness to it and it's it's um it's a connection it's pretty sweet
0: so let's, no,
2: I, and I, think, I think you have to have both right i mean at some point you have to be able to find some I, endurance look long course endurance people in general i think at some point you're out there too long to not fight your demons. Right. I mean, it's at some point you're going to have to either make peace with them or they're, or they're going to run the show. So, you know, you, you find a way.
1: It's like, hello, old friend, (laughs) how you doing? You know, we're at this point in things right now. Okay. Uh, You know, I just, I just started up like another training block again. And it was after, you know, I ran a fall marathon and, and, uh, late that was, um, you know, late November. And, you know, I just kind of really started, you know, just messed around through the holidays and then just started kicking into to things in January again. And it was kind of like, you know, I'd start doing some workouts, waking up early in the morning to get it all in and all that stuff. But it's like, like I said, hello, old friend. You know, <laughs> I've missed you. Welcome back.
2: Oh, yeah. oh
0: we, yeah. We need to go back a little bit. And sure. we cross paths. Always, you know, Brian and I are always all over the place, and and we cross paths at a panel that we were, you know, we were talking about, you know, podcasting and getting out there, and and you have the Iron Strong podcast.
2: Yeah, yes, I'm a co-host, so it's myself and Dr. Luke Greenbaum.
0: So let's 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 rewind a little bit for our listeners. Because obviously you don't just start a podcast and say, hey, let's, I mean, maybe you're Brian and I, but, um, but there's a reason there's something to be said. And like you said, you are an endurance athlete. How the heck did you get into this craziness? Because we all have these stories. We didn't start out like, Hey, I want to do this insane thing. What was your pull?
2: So I have been, well, this is, I'm into my, I'm heading into my 12th year of coaching CrossFit as well as coaching endurance athletes. Right. And so I, I was brought into CrossFit at a time and I still think it's to this way to an extent where the endurance world and the strength and conditioning world just don't want to play nice, even though they don't recognize that they have so much more in common and so much that they can learn from one another. Actually, I just did a Facebook live on this topic, but, um, And I was always fascinated about kind of living in both worlds, so to speak. And when I met Luke in 2017, you know, he and I started to share a lot of the same ideas about how the world of fitness works and the way that it it should be evolving, uh, the way that we should be viewing fitness outside of simply like, okay, I went and ran or I biked and swam or I went and did a class today, like the importance of, you know, the the simple things like doing recovery, right? And then adding in, okay, well, how, where do we fit nutrition? Like, where does that find a place? And then we started to look at performance more and our conversations based on watching athletes and performance. And we both recognized from our own experiences, as well as people that we were talking to, that the mindset piece was definitely the, the biggest I think roadblock for people to be successful. I mean, we were watching people that, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with them too. You know, on training days, they're heroes. They're unbelievable. You're just like, this person is a monster. How are they ever going to have a bad time? They get to a race or they get to a competition and they're, they come undone. Right. I mean, you know, before the race even starts, like, Oh my God, my goggles, where are they? What, what, you know, and then everything just falls apart. Right. Right. And you, you kind of stand back and you're just looking and going, how, how is that happening, you know? And so we, we thought, you know, the, the more we talked, the more we found that we were, you know, sharing a lot of the same ideas. But we also brought some different points of view with respect to life and sport. And, you know, Luke grew up in a small town. I grew up in Chicago. I'm from the south side of Chicago. So, you know, pretty different, pretty different worlds. <laughs> yeah. And we, we found a way to blend that. And we, we just, I think it really, our podcast is about us learning. And that's why we do it. We know we don't know everything. And we really want to talk to the people who are out there. Like, that's why we had you on, Christine. Like, we wanted to talk to people who were out there and who were trailblazing, right? That Mm -hmm. were already doing something that wasn't mainstream, but really needed more attention. Because I think the way that fitness has gone, and, and I think over the last two years, like, as you see with COVID, if you as a coach aren't providing more you're going to lose a client. I mean, there are apps, there are, you know, program, whatever. I mean, coaching needs to be a lot deeper than just you do this many reps or you do this many repeats on a track.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you just rattled off, you rattled off the, the nutrition and the strength training and the mindset and all those things. And, and the, the, the thing that I always try and beat home is that's not in, in addition to your training program that's part of your training program it has to be right you, you know brian price our, our good friend who's you know his mindset everything he's he's a, he's an amazing guy that's been working with um, you know real high level corporations and us women's soccer team and you name it and it's all mindset he comes out of west point right and and he he you know he says how how much of your sport would you say is mental or you know a mental approach to it how how, how much is it and athletes are saying it's you know it's it's eighty percent, it's seventy percent of, of what we do. You know, the and, and then he says, Okay, great, how much do you practice it? Right? And the answer is like, none at all. Um, and you know, same with same with strength training, right? You gotta be a strong runner. if you wanna be a, a runner that's running hills and running far and running long and or sprinting fast, right? Strength's a part of it. How often do you practice that? Uh, and, and the answer is usually not as much as I run, um, you know, and, and uh, for whatever reason, I mean, I think we're getting into it a little bit more. I think uh, I think some of the God, God, I love them. But the crusty old coaches out there that are, have done things one way for a, a long period of time, they don't really, uh, you know, they don't really see it uh, like that. And maybe some of those will uh, adapt or retire. Who knows? But uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, I my hope. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, 100%, right? Um, I I have been hoping, I guess, for a while to see these these groups be able to, to communicate. Look, the, there is something to be said for some of those old coaches. I mean, running track and cross-country in college, I mean, it was miles, right? We ate miles. I mean, we were 90, 100-mile weeks, right? That was just what you did, right. okay? But I also you know, when I think about those times, my coach, I like to think that my coach at the time wasn't, wasn't a guy who wasn't thoughtful. Like I think he was thoughtful. I think the way that he was programming some of that stuff was thoughtful. Right. Right. Uh, And there is some value in understanding what some of those guys know. It's just, it's a case of, can you sit down and have a conversation? And I think that, that being able to have a conversation without having some sort of a predisposed opinion of the other side is the difficult part, right? I mean, you know, having a strength and conditioning coach talk with an endurance coach, can you get them to sit at the table and not have some preconceived notion that that guy's a meathead because he's a strength and conditioning coach and he's going to put bulk on my athletes and the strength coach going, you're going to lean my athletes out and make them weak. That's the problem I see with the old mindset, right? Where it's just so difficult to talk, you know, it's like, look, I'm not discounting what, you know, you know, I, you you put some good product out there, right? You've had success with a lot of athletes, but what if we could do just that much more to make them better, make them more resilient. And I, it's the resilient part that I think is so critical because we get beat up. I mean, you, I'm 48, right? Like, training at 48 is way different than training at 38 was okay and so I need to be resilient i mean I you know I mean I you know I step off a curb the wrong way i could be screwed right it's not <laughs> so it's 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 recognizing that i think we both want the same things but we got to stop acting like we we have to be in a fist fight about it
1: I I love it. Yes. Yeah. All all of it. Um yeah, I mean and the and, and you're you're dealing with egos and arrogance and you know and, and, and things like that and, and it's just not always easy and, and those are my athletes and what are you gonna do you know, just like you said, what are you gonna do with them and, and uh you know, running, running more. But look, you know, a lot of those guys, and, and I, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I love the crusty old running coach, man. Like, I'm it, too. Like, to to, to some of those guys, like, to the young kids now, I'm it. Right? I'm 46. Sure. Like, that's me. I got the same pair of sweatpants as 93, bro. Like, like you know, same stopwatch, too. Like, um and... I love it, man. <laughs> same, same big old stopwatch, like, like Flavor Flav hanging off my neck. And, nope. um, you know, but, and, Who? and yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you got to teach him that too. But, um, you know, and, and a lot of it like comes from, from Lydiard, right? Like all the distance stuff is, is, is all, you know, more running, more running, more running. But Lydiard was a strength guy, right? He was way into the strength training too. Um, you know, they lived like animals back then. They were, they, exactly. they trained, lifted heavy dead, you know, deadlifts and, and, uh, you know, Percy Saraday stuff. Um, and, And, you know, and I think that some of that is is kind of lost in translation and the strength coaches don't necessarily know that. That's why I like doing that stuff, and I know you do too, as a runner, right? I want to introduce the strength stuff as a runner and not a strength and conditioning guy. Um, And that seems – it's worked really well for me. I mean, if I can get a a young high school girl to stand on one foot with good balance, um, I mean, we can – that's progress, right?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think – you know, something, the way that we, that I've changed positioning the conversation with endurance athletes is like, listen, it's a diagnostic tool as a coach. Okay. If, if I have you do a squat and you can't get below parallel or you're coming up on your toes or your knees are starting to collapse over your ankle, then we can start to see where maybe you're breaking down in your running. And that Presenting it in that fashion to coaches and to athletes has been, I think has made a lot more inroads where it's like, look, yeah, I would, I, at some point I would like your athlete to pick up a bunch of weight, but understand that we, we programmed in a way that that's not happening on day one, that strength is a diagnostic tool that we can use away from their sport to be able to make corrections so that when they get back to their sport, they're better at it. Like, not detracting, let's let's take a different look at what they're doing, right? I mean, I'm sure you know, like, and I, I'm glad that you brought up Lydiard because I can't think of a, a program that's been more bastardized than the Lydiard protocol, you know? <laughs> I mean, if you read Lydiard stuff and actually you're like, whoa, that's not what I thought it was, right? But I think, I think what's interesting is that we see way too often, you know, go run. Okay, but are you fixing the mechanics of it? Are you – I mean if the same athlete is coming to you with a hip problem or their hamstrings are blown up it, and you just send them to see the PT, is, it, is anything really getting – because once they start running again, that problem is going to pop back up, right? right? Right, So let's get to the root cause. You
0: know it's fascinating as I sit here and listen from – a lot of the people that I work with now, again, I used to work with the younger people, the athletes, I was always coaching, and now I really work with people who have either diseases or they've had injuries or you know have had surgeries or replacements, and what's fascinating because now I have my own kids and I can – I see – Different things like oh well you're kind of over pronating here wow, why are you limping is your hip really tight is that a hip flexor thing is that a back thing is and what's I just think it's it's I see it from a different perspective I wasn't a runner when I was younger I was that person as a volleyball player who listen, pick that up and put that down. And it was about explosiveness and power and strength. And you wanted to be bigger. Now, I mean, my college self could like beat up my current <laughs> self. If my college self could catch current self, you know, it's, it's just so different what you can do with your bodies. But what you're talking about with strength, I mean, I will give someone, you know, I'll give someone weights and ask them to deadlift or, you know, show me a squat and I'm like, Oh my gosh! Like, of course you're have this going on, or this has been bothering you. And we, in the, I mean, in the fitness profession, we have the tools to help people. A, you know, you're younger, get stronger. I mean, I don't want someone who's in high school not able to run, and then now that they now they've messed up their hip and their knee and their, you name it, just go down the kinetic chain, right? Check the boxes because you you could have help correct that or strengthen something else. And now maybe they don't have surgery fast forward 30 years. Now they're not having a knee replacement because someone stepped in at that early age and saw that alignment with, you know, strength.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of scary to me when we see student athletes, particularly at the high school age and and unfortunately we're seeing them even younger Where, you know, I have seen a couple of actually within the last year, more so high school runners coming in with torn labrums at at 14, 15 years old. A lot. I mean, is anybody like I sit back and I think to myself, is anybody paying attention? I mean, are we are we not the disservice that we're doing at that point to the to that to that kid? Because. You know this this notion that well I got them for four years and they're gone yeah but they have a whole life like Mm -hmm. they they have their whole life ahead of them okay so if they're repairing a torn labrum at fifteen what does twenty five look like and thirty and you know and you know and so and I think we don't take into account enough if I was fifteen and had to have a surgery like that on my mentally that would be that would be almost catastrophic right I mean that would be a huge thing to go through at, at 15 years of age. You know, I mean, all the things that go with surgery and just the pressures of being a student athlete. And so we don't pay enough attention to that. And that's the stuff that I guess that really bothers me. And so it's nice, Brian, to hear you saying like, look, I want a girl who can stand on one leg because I know what she can do. Like, we need more of that. That has to become more the norm. Instead of you and I both saying, yeah, lots of torn labrums in high school, that's nuts. (laughs) I just
1: think that's nuts. I I just really, you know, seen that that the simplest things, right? The simplest thing, just a lunge matrix to warm up the, you know, a a, a practice is going to make a difference strength wise. And and from there, you know, look, the goal, running more does work right if we do run more we will we'll get faster and we will create more endurance and and we will uh you know have stronger runners
0: if you want to run faster but run faster yeah there's
1: that too but uh uh like <laughs> coach my college coach Fastly, faster. no but um, you know, but the the strength training is there to so that we can run a little bit more, right? Maybe not freshman sophomore year, but you know, as they as they grow into it, and and you know, can you know for high school kids like you know maybe squeeze in a ten mile or like you know like before they're done, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a whole heck of a lot, but um, you know, and, and I think that the strength work just is there, and it doesn't have to be crazy stuff. It doesn't have to be. CrossFit. Quite frankly, it doesn't have to be. You know, um, so so let's start with that. You know, I want. I know that individuals aside. You know, everybody's different, but uh, p- paint us a broad brush. What's your program like
2: for myself or for my athletes?
1: Uh, both. Why not? We're curious.
2: So, so athlete-wise, um, so the athletes that I coach individually are not taking CrossFit classes, right? There is a they follow a strength protocol. There is some conditioning to it. Um, The strength, I do have them. So I focus on the, I guess you would say the, the prime or the power lifts. So a squat, a pull, you know, whether it's cleans or deadlifts and a push. And so, you know, alternating between strict press, push press, bench press, things like that. The accessory work they do is designed to kind of shore up some of the flaws. So if we see muscular imbalances, the goal is to shore some of those things up uh, as best as possible. Actually, my athletes will tell you, they probably do 30 minutes of accessory work with their strength and conditioning. I'm, I'm a big believer in Westside barbell. I don't know if you guys are familiar sure. with. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I mean, I think the way that he has built programs is so, so brilliant in terms of the way that, you know, he, he programs, strength programs. And so through my own experience of having a very similar protocol, I've, I put my athletes through that and then you have to, I I, I call it like earning your way to get more endurance. So being able to show that you can handle load before you get more, right? So, you know, kind of using, I know some people call it reverse periodization. I like to look at it as I need to see that you can handle smaller pieces of endurance. Well, before you start getting more volume, right? So like, can, if you're somebody who comes to me and is like, look, my knee was my, every time I've run before coaching you with my knee would blow up, you know, three months into running. Okay, then we're scaling everything back until you prove to me that you can run pain-free up to, you know, four miles. And then we'll talk about what happens after that. But skill work, I make my runners, they hate me for it, but they do skill work, right? A bunch of drill work um, to learn to run more efficiently and not pound those heels into the ground. Right. My swimmers say, I mean, the people who, my triathletes, you got to show me skill in the pool and the same thing on the bike, you know, and everybody gets mindset work. You know, everybody gets some mindset homework, whether I have them read a book or whether I have them watch a specific show and be able to have a conversation about that. Like what, what did you, you know, what, what came away from that with you? Um, I do ask my athletes to journal as much as they can and everybody follows a breathing protocol. So real big believer in nasal breathing and practicing nasal breathing, and then using a couple of different breathing protocols to prime for working out and then to get ready for bed, you know, bringing the, bringing the system, you know, the system down, being able to kind of regulate. So, and I kind of follow that same thing. I mean, I, I don't think my protocol is much different than
1: theirs. Right. I love the breath work stuff. That's like, boy, when you figure that out and you start doing that before bed, you're like, how did I live without this? <laughs> you yep. know?
2: Yeah. It's just such a game changer with sleep. You know, my, I think as a coach that the coolest thing that I can hear, I mean, I'm glad you had a good workout. But if you're telling me you're sleeping better because you're doing 10 minutes of breath work before bed, that's it. Like, I feel like I've done my job.
0: Or your stress level is lower. I mean, the, it, as a – people would ask, you know, what's what's the secret, Christine? What's your secret? And I said, I would always say yoga. <laughs> and they're like, you're joking. You can't – there's no way that you're you can run or do this stuff with yoga. I said, it's all about breath. It's about body awareness because you know, you know, if you're running, you know when you can push. You know when your breath is not under control. And having that awareness – it just, I think it's a game changer with any situation. I don't care if you're in sports or you're in business or you have a traumatic something happen in your life. It's breath that control your reactions and putting yourself in those situations of, you know, let's, let's be honest. It is very stressful to be an athlete to of any level. Um, especially when you're going into big races, you know, endurance races, if your mind's not right, you're, I mean, I can't tell you. I remember before I did the, that first Ironman, someone said to me, Christine, at some point on the bike, you are going to start thinking about how you are going to somehow like crash your bike, not get hurt, <laughs> have people feel bad for you just so that you don't have to finish because cr- you're going to want to be done.
1: Crashing with honor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and Christine, you're going to fantasize about it. You're going to come up with these different scenarios. I'm like, what? I looked at them and I'm like, are you? what are you talking about? And guess what? You know, like five hours into that bike, I was like, how am I going to not have to do the rest of this? <laughs>
2: yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But I knew. But that, I was prepared. That's, but that's real, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, you know, owning that is – pretty important I think I think you know there's there's power in that owning that we were I I say this when we're when you're fit right you whether you want to acknowledge it or not you believe you have a sense of immortality you know you're like I'm good okay you watch what other people do you, you see people who are sometimes struggling to go up a flight of stairs and you're thinking I'm good I'm okay you know but moments like that we don't I think we hate them more because that's the moments that we have to face, like, oh shit, I'm mortal. Right. What's actually happening in this moment? I don't, I don't like the way this feels. This, this is reminding me that I am actually human. I don't want that, you know? But there's such power that comes from that because once you get through it, you finished the race, didn't you?
0: I did. <laughs> <laughs> Live I... to tell. There you go. Yeah, and and signed up for more, which is even <laughs> you know stupid. That's when you know. Anyway, that's when you know that's, you totally well, lost it.
2: No, that's a part most people don't understand. Right? You you tell them like, oh my god, it was awful. I was out there for this amount of time, and they're like, oh wow. So you'll never like? No, I just signed up for
0: another no. Yeah, no, I got a whole. You know, it's like oh no, next year's booked. I don't know well, what you are talking about.
1: Or or you know, I think I can do that better. Right? right? Oh God. <laughs>
0: I go faster. Yeah, this is a different course. This is me now. Ready? That's a different course. I'd love to see what that course is like. I'm not even into like the speed anymore. I'm like, wow, I wonder what that experience is in this weather or in this beautiful environment or, you know, who knows? You know, Christine, can't you just go on vacation? No, no, I can't.
1: (laughs) Guy, tell us about your, uh, you know, your personal experience with races and, uh, you know, yeah. and, and your level of expertise.
2: Oh, man. Um, so I've been in multi since I was 20. Uh, was a lifeguard on the, uh, on the lakefront. So we used to actually go and guard the swim portion of the Chicago triathlon, right? Cool. And so... You know, you're sitting at the edge of a boat and you're just, you know, you're hanging out and you're watching all these people flop around and you're just thinking like, I could I do this. Like, uh, you know, like, because we swam a lot as guards. like We had to, we had to swim a launch. So, and we ran. I mean, not that we ran a lot, but I swam through high school. Uh, so, you know, myself and a couple other guards, we said, look, we'll do a team. You know, this will be a blast. Like, we'll do a team. It'll be a whole, we'll make a whole big deal of it. It'll be cool. So we did. We did it as a team and I did the swim and I just remember thinking like I am the fastest swimmer in the world. I've come out of the water, I, you know, cause you know the course so well, right? Like you're, you swim it like once or twice a week. Right? right. So I came out of the water. I'm like, Oh my God, am I fast? Like, look at how quick I am. So, you know, sprinting up the beach, tagging my, my, my teammate, he gets on the bike and is going and my day's done. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. I'm done. I'm just hanging out in transition. And, you know, you're, but you're watching all these other people. And so went back to, went back to school, went back to college. Uh, I had a hernia actually. So I'd have a hernia replaced. I had a surgery. So I'd have that fixed. And I remember it was my sophomore year of, of college. And I was like, I got to do something. I got to, I got, I need something. I'm I'm not going to be able to run cross country. I couldn't, cause I was recovering from surgery. I knew I was going to get ready for indoor track. And I thought, all right, look, I'm just going to, I'm going to do them solo. Like I'm going to try going back and doing Chicago solo and I'm going to find some other ones in the area and maybe I'll do a couple other ones too. And I was so ill prepared. I mean, I was on a bike that was way too big for me. Um, I had no idea how to to train at, at all. I mean, my swims were open water. Um, I was biking on busy streets in my neighborhood And I was, you know, I was running whenever I could. And I remember finishing and thinking that that was so bad. And I kind of felt embarrassed at how poorly I performed. Like, no, I'm doing this again. I'm absolutely going to learn how to do this again. So from there, I just I I went back to school. I talked to my my track coach. I'm like, listen, this is something I want to do. So is it cool if I swim and bike? Along, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going to run with everybody. I'm never going to, like, I'm not going to skip workouts. I'm going to run with everybody. But are you cool with me doing this other stuff? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. You know, whatever. And I was following the protocol from Inside Triathlon Magazine that Dave Scott was putting in, <laughs> in 94. <'94. laughs> and, uh, and I, I, I just, I followed, I followed it to the letter, right? Like I had everything written out. You know, I, I had one of those, um, magnetic trainers in my room. My roommates hated me. It was just so freaking loud. You know, it sounded like an airplane in your room. (laughs) And from there, it just, I just kind of took off. I loved it. And I I started to have success. I qualified for worlds. I was on team USA a couple of times. And then in 96, uh, in may of '96, so I went to law school and after my first year and I didn't want to be there, I was like, I I want out. I, I just so want out of this. And so I made a deal with my dad that if I didn't like it after a year, I would cut bait and just, I'd get a job doing something else, but I would focus on training full time. And I was on a ride and uh, a guy blew a red and I got hit by a car. And so knocked me out, um, had a concussion, you know, was a little beat up and that was in 96. And that pretty much sidelined me for about six years. I just couldn't mentally, I just couldn't get my head back around it. Mm. Um You know, I, I didn't feel great when I started a race again. Admittedly, I pushed, I probably, I pushed a little too hard to come back quicker and I just couldn't get my head around it. And I was very unfit for about a six year period there. It was, uh, yeah, fitness was not a a primary part of my life. It it just, it wasn't important. Um, and I happened to run into a couple of friends in 2002. They said, you look awful. So you look like you aged about 20 years. And that really hurt to hear people say that. And so, I decided I would try getting back into the sport. So much had changed. Uh, bought, you know, bought a new bike, did the whole thing, got fit for it. Wasn't having success. Wasn't having success. And then I found a coach in 04 who was a pretty elite marathon runner. And she's like, "Look, you're you're still not in really good shape. Um, whatever running you used to do, it's." Like, it's not you anymore. <laughs> so basically you look like shit. And so we're going to have to redo this whole thing. And from there, I just, I just wanted it so bad. I just really, every day I'm like, okay, this sucks. But sooner or later, it's going to turn around. And I just kind of kept going, you know, I kept going. And I got my pro card in 09. Uh, and then, and then in 2010, I got hit by another car <sighs> and you know, broke my collarbone broke a bunch of ribs and that's actually how i found crossfit because at the time i i had well i found this crossfit gym and someone's like look you got to try this and i'm like it's going to ruin my endurance training. right it's like it's going to ruin like it's not going to work and the two guys that ran the gym were such great people and they said listen we're going to help you with this rehab okay we'll help you rehab and then they introduced me to brian mckenzie who at the time was running CrossFit endurance and they said look you got to meet him and he was out of California and he was coming to do a clinic in Chicago so I messaged him I said look I I don't know that I necessarily buy into everything that you're saying but I'm I'm curious so he comped me the clinic I went to his clinic and it was I mean it was so humbling because we did so much run form work and he's like wow you're a terrible runner Okay, cool. I, I did run a sub 14-minute 5K in college, but yeah, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> um, a terrible runner, but he he was he was really insightful, and he's still, still a very insightful guy, and at that moment, it was just like, okay, now I see why this makes sense, because it was and, – and that's just kind of where the evolution has gone for myself on the coaching side and as an athlete, being able to recognize, okay, where am I breaking down? And it's not just the physical, because quite honestly, it is the mental part, you know, and really starting to pay, I was starting to pay more attention to that and its effect on performance in and out of racing, in and out of training, how I started to take a step back and look at how I acted was affecting those around me. You know, I mean, you, you get to that level and you get real selfish we think we don't think we are
1: Oh, here here, man.
2: when I look back, I'm like, holy cow, was I selfish? I was super, super selfish. I mean, I put myself before everything. Right. And, you know, I, I'm, I don't know that I still have balance necessarily, but two kids later, this late in life, <laughs> uh, you learn, right. You learn that there are things that are more important. And, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for every for every failure I've had. I I am etern- I remember those more than I remember the successes, and I'm eternally grateful for them. I really, really am.
1: I had the conversation with an athlete yesterday on that just that very thing, right? You know, just the gratitude for all the the, the you know the shortcomings and the and the failures and. And everything else, man, that's like, uh, that's where we learn, you know, we, we, we learn from, we we don't learn as much from the success, uh, you know, than we do from the failures, no doubt.
0: People say that though, they, you know, they love, it's great to be gratified and to, we love what you're doing and everything's wonderful. But I I always say to people like, what's, what's your feedback? Maybe you did like this, but give me some feedback. Give me some criticism. What can I do better? What do you think about? And honestly, it also is very empowering for other people when you ask that. And the more, qu- <laughs> it is, you know, Until
1: they let it really loosen well, the shit know. all over you. <laughs>
0: uh, let's hope that that's not the case. However, but it, you know, it gives it gives people a voice, and that's it's so important.
2: I I think that is so critical because I I think people all too often want to tell us or act in a way that they think we want to hear or see them act even our athletes right and so when when you break that wall down and you and you just say listen you got to be raw with me i i can't you know i can't do this better unless you're honest so if that sucked just say listen that sucked i didn't understand i this doesn't you know this doesn't make sense and sometimes you have to be able to tell an athlete look maybe it's not going to make sense right now that's that's why I'm doing the coaching. That's why I'm on this side of the the room, right? But we don't. I, I think we're just so ready. What I've seen are so people are so ready to tell you what they think you want them to to say, and that's not necessarily real. And I think I think people are shorting themselves when they do that.
0: It, and again, it goes. I like you said. It goes back to a lot of this is all mindset. Do I have the You know, do I have the, you know, do I have the courage to say this or do I have the, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that's holding them back from, from what they need to do. So I I don't think some, I, something that I,
2: I've said this to, to athletes, particularly ones who are like, oh, I'm thinking of going pro. And 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 this is in both the world of endurance and in the world of CrossFit where. Don't you think part of it, too, is that sometimes that sounds sexier than what it really entails? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think when like if somebody comes to you and says, I want to do an Ironman. Cool. How many hours a week do you have to train Four? No. (laughs) So it's, you know, the way we set up expectations and, you know, even if somebody says, listen, I have unlimited amount of time, you still want to know from them. OK, time is great, but do you have I mean, are you prepared to the ups and downs of what the, the process of getting there is going to be? Because it's not linear. I mean, we'd love to think that it's li- it, but it's not linear. And I know you guys know that.
0: Right. Uh, uh, wait. Ready. So last week, last this is just breaking this down to something really super simple for those of us that are out there. You know, you may go out for a run or a bike ride or a swim or whatever it is you're doing, and there's a point where you're like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm done. I'm tired. I'm done. I don't want to do this." Or you have so many other things going on in life, and you're like, "I should be doing this," but I'm here and uh, and I was out. I ran with my husband. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I was super tired. And he's like, because he's like that. Mr. Runner now. I don't know where this came from, but <laughs> so annoying. Um, tells me his times and is like, oh, he'll keep running around the block now. Oh, I just need to. I'm like, who are you? So we're out, and you know we're just about to get back to the house, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stop before we get to this hill, and I go. Oh, no, you're not going to effing stop. You know why? (laughs) Because I already quit three times on this run. I quit mentally three times, and I kept going. So you and I are running up this hill together. That's what's happening. And, like, there's that – you're going to want to quit – and stop so many times. I, I mean, I don't know how many times I'm like, I'm not doing this workout. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then I put my clothes on and I'm still like, yeah, not going, I'm not going. And You, then start, cut, you start
1: cutting the deals and then, with yourself. And then going, I, I'm just going to do half. I I'll get do. outside. Right. Yeah. You have these
0: conversations and and pretty soon you're like, you know what? Just shut up and do it. Like, you. Know, so I love these conversations because they're so real. This is This is what it's about. It is, you know, doing a race or that, or yeah, it sounds sexy. Just like fitness sounds sexy. Ooh, we're going to work out and I'm going to look like this and this. And no, you know what? It's actually winning a race or, or competing that that's the icing on the cake. I mean, just being able to show up at a starting line and being healthy enough to get there. At
1: 46, hell yeah.
0: (laughs) Or anyone who's like, I, I, my dream, I don't think I could ever do this. And then they do it, they show, they have a, you know, they show up and they get it done. That I think is the coolest part about, you know, about racing and, and getting into this mindset.
2: No, I, I really, I agree. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's like you said, I mean, it's, it's just interesting to watch people who, you know, they, they go through the, the mental machinations of, like you said, you know, I mean, it's cold, it's cold here in Chicago right now. So, I, you know, I had to go to the pool today and you're just like, which is the worst, you know, swimming in the, when it's cold and going to the pool. I mean, the deals you cut with yourself the night before. Right. And so, but, but we, I think we've seen the other side. Right. And that's the interesting part is where people will say, yeah, I'm not doing it. And so, and then they don't. And what I, I think the, the hard conversation is, okay, then maybe you don't want this as bad as you said you did and that's okay but can you be honest with yourself that that's the truth and that's where stuff gets sticky and people start to not feel good right like that's where that that pit of the stomach feeling comes in is when you have that conversation with them and they just look at you like well what do you and and you just have to be very straightforward right you say look there's X amount of work that needs to be done if you want to do what you said you want to do. I don't get fitter if you do your workout or not, right? So if you're not going to do it, then we need to rethink, or you need to think about what it is you really want.
0: Oh God! And then, and then, that- and then the whole the the whole box of you know, can of worms opens up and it goes back to whatever. <laughs> especially when, especially
1: when you know that they're lying to themselves mm-hmm. and you're looking right at them and you're like, Oh, you're just lying to yourself.
2: And it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, people joke, Oh, Iron Man ruins marriages or Iron Man ruins relationships. Okay. But what, you know, like, should that be the norm though too? I mean, you know, why, right. why are okay making, you know, I get, look, I get it. I do. I completely understand, but, at the same time, I think we should be better at managing some of this stuff. You know, I I think the, that having a conversation or 10 is, you know, before things start to go sideways is what needs to happen.
1: I, I mean, look, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make the next Olympic team right <laughs> right <laughs> and my wife and three kids are pretty important uh you know and and, and and I, I i actually did that this this spring cuz i'm i get caught up in it you know i get caught up in it and i say i'm not going to do it again and then i do it again and uh and, and look as as a i'm i'm a recovering alcoholic so like i see it as like I I've I run alcoholically sometimes. Like it's not a good behavior to to live, you know. And and everything. we all do. No, I exactly. Mean, no, no, no. Whatever issue hey, we're having. Look, I, I got the I got the tools to recognize when it's happening. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, right? Um, I run the I run the crazy. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah, and and it's you know and and. And you know, even like the life of a professional, if that's what we strive to be, and, and you know, and you're you've experienced it far more than we ever have, and and um and you know, and you're working with people, you know, um, that you know that are experiencing it too. It's not a glamorous life; it's a life of destitute. And you know, especially for like a normally grown human being, as I, I'm looking at it from a running perspective, because I'm not a triathlete, but. You know, it's not like if you can get a college degree and go work on Wall Street instead, it's better option. (laughs) You know, it's like,
2: (laughs) come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I did practice law. I mean, you go from making legit money to not making money at all. It's not. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a difference between playing a professional sport in baseball, football, hockey, you know, that stuff, basketball, professional endurance athletes. Don't make money. I mean, I shouldn't say don't, but you can count on one hand the number that make legit, decent money doing this. Right. right? And so at no point did I ever kid myself like, oh, yeah, this is going to support me for the rest. No, there's no way. You know, it's just it's just not the way it is. So it has to be it has to be something that's in, in there, you know. And yeah, man, balance is hard. I don't I don't care if you are like a, in your situation where you got your three kids and you said I, you know, I want to be I want to be there for them, or if you're racing at the pro balance is balance is tough. I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think what where we run into trouble is when we don't acknowledge that it's tough. You know, when we're trying to kid ourselves like, yeah, no, this is I can I can do all these things. I, that's where I personally got into trouble in life when I when I thought I could balance everything and I couldn't. And I didn't realize at the time how many people I was making unhappy by doing that. You know, and so when people walked away, I stood back, like, well, you have a problem, not me. Oh, yeah. That, that was where I thought, man, I got to grow. I, I have to grow because that, that was wrong.
1: And, and, and once, you know, once you kind of figure out that you can have it all and, uh, you know find a sweet spot i mean it helps for me because i'm i i think my my fastest times are behind me or in, you know and they're, then they're, I, I can work real hard and i can run equal too. but i don't think you know I, I, i'll definitely slow down in general so you know i think that it's an easier decision to make <laughs> to not you know just to back off a little bit but i still love doing it i still like i said i was i'm tuning up for some stuff in the spring and, and, uh, getting back into it. And this, the, I still get excited. I still love writing my schedules. I love, I love everything. I love, you know, getting a new pair of kicks to (laughs) run around in and, you know, all that stuff. Like I'm a kid, uh, you know, so, uh, and I think that you can have it, you know, you can have it all. And, and I'm also the type that will just wake up at four o'clock in the morning because that's when I can do it (laughs) and not affect my family. Right. You say I'm getting in the way. Well, f you i'm gonna do it earlier then what do you think of that you know you're gonna stop me selfish oh
0: my goodness (laughs) so guy what are you up to so what's what's new what's going on what do you have in store for 2022
2: so a couple a couple different things um i'm gearing up for my own season so i'm i'm training um you know looking forward to maybe doing 10 races this year we'll see um Middle distance world championships is in May. It's been put off two years. So fingers crossed that it actually happens uh, this May in Denmark. Um, and then, you know, a, sl- a slate of races. And then on the, on the coaching side, having taken a pretty deep dive into the nutrition, you know, I'm a precision nutrition coach. And so really expanding our nutrition program out of Iron Flag, where, where I'm based. And growing that to it's like making it its own entity, where it's, it's kind of like its own self standing thing, you know, like, instead of it just being a part of really having it become its own, you know, its own animal, right, where it's, it's flourishing on its own. And we're, you know, we've got a number of clients that we're working with one on one. Um, I really, I really, really enjoy working with nutrition clients, because I'm able to work with a wide swath of people. You know, I mean, type two from type two diabetics to, you know, elite athletes to kids and stuff like that. And that's that's really been great. And we're going to be adding in an aerobic, uh, an aerobic fitness piece this spring. So I'm going to be coaching an aerobic fitness. I guess you call it a class where getting people to understand and appreciate the need for some stuff like running or, you know, biking, things like that, keeping it kind of, you know, easy entry level stuff, but teaching, well, pathways, right? So here's your, you know, your different metabolic pathways and why this is important and how your nutrition fits into that. And, you know, why it may be different when you're, you know, eating for going for a run versus you're going to go do a CrossFit class, like, and just appreciating that we're not one we're not meant to be one dimensional people. We're meant to be, you know, multidimensional. And so just being able to teach a lot of those things, you know, it's easy to say, okay, we're all going to go run five miles, but to add in like, Hey, before we go do that, how many of you think you can breeze through your nose for three minutes, just standing still, you know? So that education piece is going to be a big part of it.
0: That's Awesome. That's awesome, and I need you to tell all of our listeners where can they listen and hear more from you on your so, podcast, on your social yeah. media. Go. Yes,
2: so uh, the you can we're, Our podcast is everywhere. Uh, the Iron Strong Podcast with myself and Doctor Luke Greenwell. We just actually we just released uh, our most recent episode. Really, really excited about it you can find i'm easy to find i'm at guy petrozelli facebook instagram twitter uh, strava i'm i'm super easy to find on all the platforms i typically if you're a member of our podcast facebook group i do a live every wednesday i cover i typically cover different, different mindset topics that's a big thing that we've been working on so and uh, we'll be adding some instagram lives starting in march
1: so awesome. we have some fun I love yeah. that weekly weekly uh weekly updates on the mindset. Can't go wrong yeah. with that. Oh yes. my
0: goodness. So I am super grateful and so is Brian that you took your time out to spend yeah. with the uh two fit crazies and we love talking endurance sports. Um yeah, every our last episode, we talked business and I walked into the studio today and I'm like, Brian, we're talking sports. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Not, not that the business, it's important, but like, yeah, it
0: it It
2: really
1: is. If you ain't making dollars, you ain't making sense. Oh, geez.
2: No, thank you guys. I really, really, really appreciate it. You guys have such a great show and a great following. So I'm, Really honored to have been on the show today. Thank you so much.
1: Great to have you.
0: Oh, well, hopefully we'll see you out at some point. Denmark. A, yeah. I'm not going to Denmark this wow. year. We but got, you need a crew. That is true. That's, we're real, we're fun. We're a good time. Oh, all right. Well, hopefully we'll cross paths at some point yep, in a sure. race. Thanks, you could zoom all past you. me on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch you on the run. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. All right. Have a uh, Have a great day. And thank you. And with that said, it's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at.
2: Peace.